Hey everyone, I think we're live. That went pretty quick. Nice. So, uh, hey, as always, I'm your host, Matt. With me, the return back by popular demand. It's Matt. By very much popular demand. Um, man, it was a very surprise, uh, surprise drop-in. Super happy to have you here. Um, how you been, man? Uh, you know, life is a grind up here in Pennsylvania. Just trying to, uh, you know, keep coaching football and recruit kids and all that good stuff, all that crazy stuff. I hear you're killing it out there in Alvernia. We're definitely trying, man. Get a lot of kids on campus this weekend for our uh, last home game of the year. So it should be exciting. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. Uh hate to go from fun news to frustrating news, but man, we had a weekend of events, uh, primarily starting off last Thursday with WWE announcing their quarter, uh, their annual quarter. Um, points of that being, I just heard a thing, and that shouldn't have been a thing. Let me mute this. There we go. Uh, they made an uh, records gained this quarter. The revenue was $255.8 million, which is an increase of 15%, or $34.2 million from the previous quarter. And they followed that up four hours later by releasing about 18 talent, as well as several um, several positions uh, higher up. Uh, the 18 roster members who were released are Keith Lee, uh, Carrying Cross, Nia Jax, Ember Moon, Eva Marie, Mia Yim, Harry Smith, Lindsay Dorado, Grand Matalik, Jeet Rama, Katrina Cortez, Trey Baxter, Zeta Ramir, Jesse Camilla, B Fab of Hit Row, Oni Lorkin, Frankie Monet, and Scarlett Bordeaux. What? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Like, at some point, they're going to run out of roster. Um, you know, the initial reports on, on Lee is that, like, oh, he was a background, or, you know, a problem backstage and stuff. But, like, you know, that was the same thing with Bray, and then that was called out as being false and stuff like that. It just makes you wonder, like, what is going on? That's been uh, that's been a huge thing. A lot of these releases came out of nowhere. Um, some of the notes I have written down here. Uh, Harry Smith never made it to TV. You might know him as uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr., son of the British Bulldog, had been teaming up in New Japan, but he had made his supposed return to WWE, uh, was supposed to be a big hit over in WWE NXT UK, um, but never made it over due to travel restrictions. Um, 
supposedly got COVID and was told to keep quiet about it and was then released. I'm not sure the timeline on all of that, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, but they signed a guy, and he only had one dark match in July. He never like a, like a legacy guy. Yeah. Son, son of a Hall of Famer. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, Eva Marie was uh, out shooting a movie during this time period. Uh, they only brought her back essentially to introduce Dewdrop and then immediately cut her from the show. Which is weird because the whole Dewdrop thing is awful. And it didn't make any sense because you could have just brought over Viper or Piper Neva, whatever you want to call her, um, without any of that. Like, we didn't need to sign someone and release someone for it. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is is very weird. It's very weird to see that go down that way. Um, Nia Jax is another interesting one for me. Um, yeah, you know, let's let's take a minute on that. Because, like, I'll be, everybody knows I'll be the first one to go. Like, she should have been fired several times over for being tough to work with, hurting people. Um, I think the last time she was on TV is where there was a question whether or not her and Charlotte were shooting on each other, right? No, Shayna Baszler uh, took her out. Uh, like, after, right after that, though. Yeah, not too far. The last few times she was on television was was that whole like Charlotte. Charlotte. Um, but like she came out and basically said like it had nothing to do with COVID. Okay, good. Um, uh, Initial reports were that there were about five of the roster members who were cut because they were openly against getting the vaccine, and several of the people who were attached to that, uh, name wise, have uh, rebuked it as well as put out statements. Nia Jax was one of them. Um, and here's her statement. I usually keep my personal life private, but yesterday's reports leave me with no option but to clarify matters. I recently took a short leave of absence from WWE for a mental health break. I've been working through so much, more than I can share, and so I took some time with the full support of the company to take care of myself. Earlier this week, after WWE sent me my schedule to return to the ring for the November 15th show, I asked for an extension to my mental health break feeling that I needed more time and hoping I would have the ongoing support of the company I'd given my all to for the past seven years. I did not receive a response. The next I heard, I was being released. My vaccination status was never mentioned. I wasn't given any choices or options. It breaks my heart to be so abruptly let go without consultation when dealing with so much privately. Uh, I loved my career at WWE. I love the men and women I worked with, and I'm going to need time to process this huge loss. I appreciate those people who have shown understanding and compassion during an incredibly difficult time. Um, there's never a, a good time to fire someone. But no, but like if she was in fact like on leave for a med like medical, you know, or mental reasons and stuff like that, like that's crazy. Um Especially, like, at least, you at least got to bring her in and like have this discussion. Like we're moving in another direction. You know, just like thank you for your future endeavors, or which is what it sounds like. My big thing is that she asked for an extension and then never got a response. Um, this yeah, is the same the company. response was all right. Let's cut her. Uh, this is the same company that after the unfortunate uh, incident, what happened with Daphne uh, earlier? God, it feels like longer ago, but I think it may have only been about two months. Um, 
where where WWE put out the thing where all of these wrestlers have the ability to have counseling and, and they put out this this front that they seem very about the mental health aspect. This ain't it. Man, it, like, neither of us have spoken well of Nia, I think, in the years that she's been with the company. I think frequently we've said that she needs to go back to NXT to hone her skills a bit more. Um, I mean, she's, I mean, she is a danger to people in the ring the way she works, like, but that has no bearing on, like, how you treat a, a person. person. Yeah. Uh, like, she is easily one of my least favorite wrestlers of all time, and, like, it still doesn't matter. Like, you don't do that to a person. Part, like, and it's surprising with her being who she is, who her family is, like, and that's you know say the same thing with Harry Smith like and you know it's it's very weird how they're doing business right now. Agreed. Um, other uh, things to note, um, according to Brian Alvarez, uh, BFAB of Hit Row had actually just signed her main roster contract a week prior to this release. You think they made sure she signed it to get her ninety day? Um, so here's where I have questions on that, and, and we'll get to more detail on this. She's um, not good either, and like she's not great, but I mean she's she's charismatic. We have actually um, the a, a, a copy of notes from the leaked email, uh, a part of releasing these superstars. Um, and uh, while BFAB has been on the main roster. Uh, she was included in the NXT email as opposed to the main roster email. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess technically she would be on the 90-day contract, but I'm not exactly sure, but based off of that. No, I mean, if um, she signed a contract, she signed a contract, so whatever the clause is for that new one. Yeah. I wonder if it's been finalized, if that makes sense, within the week. Uh, usually, if the name's on it, that's all that matters. Okay, that's good to know. Um, Ember Moon was very vocal about being frustrated with this as well. Yeah, she's someone that, like, I don't really understand them moving on from her. I mean, I, I'm not even a big Ember Moon fan either, but, like, she's a good worker. She certainly has a role to play. Maybe she's not the best talker, but uh, that definitely, I'd be, if I'm AEW, I'm looking to add her quickly to the women's division. Um, Lindsay Dorado and Grand Metalik, uh, both apparently requested their release. I'm gonna fill you in on some drama, Pat, because I, I don't know how much you had followed on this. Is this the Izzy's dad thing? It is. I wasn't gonna say Izzy's dad, but yeah, a fan had uh, pretty much Izzy's tried to. Dad. You can say it. It was Izzy's dad. I just don't want to throw her under the bus for her dad. You know, it's not I her. Get it's it. her Kids are the father, but um, he made some smart-ass remark on, on Twitter, like, yeah, well, good luck on your future endeavors. And Lindsay Dorado was like, come get the smoke. Well, and basically, Lindsay had been, like, critical of him for Izzy taking, like, a chokeslam spot at some indie show, I guess, in the past. So that's where this all originates from. Yeah, I hadn't seen all of that, I'll be honest with you. I'd only seen... Izzy, the, the, the fan's remark, and then Dorado's response. And Dorado legitimately was like, show up. I'll tell up. you a parking lot, right? I, 
I got your ticket for the show. I got your parking pass. Show up to a Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament that he that Lindsay Dorado won. Yeah. In his mask. Like, oh, no, he, he wasn't wearing a mask, but... I thought I saw a thing of him on the top of the podium with his mask on. Nah, he had he had taken that picture, but he took it and then uh, uh, put a, put a like cat emoji over it. Um, but it was it was man, I'm not gonna lie, it was just hilarious. I enjoyed every bit of it. Um, man, Frankie Monet is someone who's also had a lot of comments coming out of this. Taya Valkyrie, Taya Valkyrie, the return of Taya Valkyrie. Taya Valkyrie. Um. Man, so she immediately was like, "What the? What's going on? What is happening?" Um, like she just signed there. She's only been on TV for a couple of months. Her husband. She's had six matches. Company. Yeah, her husband works for the company. Like she was. He a didn't find out till it hit the internet, according she to Sean Rossap. She's a women's world champion in other places, like, and then she was backseated on NXT instead of being a main roster fixture when she's a better worker than a lot of people. And she's, it's not like she lacks charisma. Like, she's no. a personality. Her, she was set up for failure with her crappy gimmick that they gave her, though. I've been, I've been very critical of her, I think, since showing up to NXT. Um, just because I feel like it's not the Taya Valkyrie that we are used to. Well, it's um, not. She's playing a different character. Um, that's the that's the whole like WWE thing now, though. Like it's it, it's your character, the person you're playing. You're not you're not that person from the Indies if you're an indie person, and that's why they're trying to go away from them. Is they want everybody to play this role that they are trying to create rather than people who get themselves over and and organically get over with fans like they don't they want to have total control of everything and it, it's something man um she put out there that uh she, she had six matches total um additionally uh apparently morrison did not find out till it hit the internet because he was overseas on the uk tour I mean, she was literally wrestling Perazzo for the world title, like, right before she left Impact. Like, there was not a lot of time between her last world championship bout and, and being in WWE. It just blows my Crazy. mind. She put a thing out there as well where it was like, it's not the firing, it's just the lies. So I really, I'm, I'm very interested to see her uh, post-WWE interview. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to clamor to that one and, of course, be, of course, former employee bitter, but, I mean, she was very open that something was promised that was not there. Well, the sad thing is, of like, she goes to AEW, like, the WWE internet wrestling community is going to be like, oh, WWE retread, blah, 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 like, she was an established star before she went to WWE, and people need to recognize that. Um, man, I'm looking for it. Trey Baxter, who a lot of people know better as Blake Christian for his time on the independent scene, um, was blowing up. Yes, got there too. 
He, I'm trying to find his sign date. He had signed with WWE. Um, the, the reports that he signed as early as October 2020. Um, on February 13th, he signed his WWE developmental contract. So February of this year. He debuted in June. Had, it looks like, four or five matches. Um, this is also very interesting for me because he's in a relationship with someone who's in NXT who they openly had a segment where he saved her or helped her win a match. Um, that just has never been... WWE <laughs> doesn't mean, care. Um, God, Katrina Cortez has openly talked about... Uh, uh, her, her upcoming issues that are going to be with her visa running out next month, um, which has been a pretty big thing. Uh, we've seen that a lot with a lot of independent talent. And this really is going to show you, I think, uh, not show you, but raise a lot of questions with signing international talent now. I, I wonder if international talent are going to be weary of signing with WWE. I know this sounds a little crazy here. Um, the word on this is that uh, according to um, Dave Meltzer, that they're looking to kind of move from uh, like full-on developmental contracts to a 60-day trial contract for signing new uh, new talent. Uh, the idea would that be under these 60-day deals, they would need to show improvement in the trial period, and if they do, they will be signed to a full-time deal. Uh, he doesn't think that top prospects and established uh, talent or indie guys would uh, – not be subject to that type of deal, but still very possible. Um, Why would you ever go there again? Like, what? where is the appeal to go there at this point if that's the route? Like, I understand betting on yourself. Like, I totally get that. But, like, where is the upside? I, I genuinely don't have an answer at this point. I mean, I feel like a lot of people go – uh, oh, it's the dream job. So, you know, it, it's what you watch. It was, but like the further we get away, you know, the further we get away from, you know, WWE being that only entity, like, you know, how, like, I don't know. The, to me, and maybe this is me showing my age, like I, when I think of like WrestleMania moments and Royal Rumble moments, like the 2010s are not things that really stick out to me. You know, early 2000s and 90s wrestling is like this. Like you think WrestleMania, you think, you know, Hogan dropping leg drop, you know, on, on Andre, slamming Andre, you know, that sort of thing. But like, how much longer until it's like, well, like, you know, Kenny Okada is the reason I'm here. Or, you know. I wonder if we're getting there. Because if, if we're catching on that most of these guys who are signing, uh, their WWE is looking for women and men who are under the age of 25 or 27 for the men. Um, for perspective on that, I'm 27. And, like, WCW was dead by the time that I was six or seven. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. You know, um, 
different thing, obviously. Like I said, I'm showing my age a little bit. No, no, you're good. What, what I'm getting at is that they're trying to sign people who know. I mean, at this point, we're getting to the point where no one else, uh, we're getting to talent who don't know anything other than WWE as the major product. I mean, like, the the rock still comes back on occasion. Like, what's it been? 15, 16 years since he was a full-time roster guy? 2002, about 19. 19 years, even worse. Um, to not help with that, he thinks he has one more match in him. It's been like, you know, almost three full years since Cena's been a, a mainstay. Yeah. Maybe longer. Maybe longer. I mean, COVID makes you feel like time is all messed up. But, like, his last, been, like, full time run. Been a full timer for a while now. His last full time run was the mania where he and Nikki Bella faced Miz and Maurice. Where maybe the wrong team won? Four manias ago? That might be five. Miz was on SmackDown prior to face turn. How long has Nakamura been on the main roster? Because Nakamura debuted the week after that WrestleMania. Because Miz came out and cut a promo on on them afterwards, and then Nakamura showed up. And then they um, moved Miz shows so that feud never happened. I'm just going to figure out which, which Mania it is right now. Yeah. But, it happened at... And even that was lame. Because, like, their relationship was such a sham. Like, it was such a WWE. Was that, was that WrestleMania 33 four years ago? Four, okay, so four years ago. Not that long. But I mean, I mean, but that's still sub substantial. It's been five years since Cena was. Was Cena the Undertaker thing that a year after that? I believe so. So it's been, what, five years since John Cena has been a main carded? WrestleMania participant? Yeah, roughly. Think about how long that is in the grand scheme of things. Like, we're about to see next Saturday, this Saturday coming up. This Saturday. AEW, like, and I, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a, a prediction show that I probably won't be a part of, but, Sorry. <laughs> but, we're going to have a, a Hogan-Andre moment type of thing when when Paige wins the belt. Like, AEW is going to have that moment where people are going to start talking about, like, that is, you know, because obviously WWE was around way before, you know, Hogan and, and Andre and Slam and everything. But, like, really, realistically, like, most wrestling fans under the age of 40, like that's almost like the beginning of time for pro wrestling for us. Like that's the moment. Yeah. Arguably the biggest moment in wrestling. Yeah. Him, that or the, the heel turn for Hogan. Yeah. The, the two biggest single moments in professional wrestling history. I would almost argue right now the biggest moment current, current day is probably CM Punk's return. The last 15 years, probably. Which is an AEW. I mean, AEW is, I think, hitting out the park in terms of that. Um, yeah. I, I mean, and, and if y'all are long-time listeners, y'all already know how we stand on all this stuff here. Um, I do have some more information 
from the releases from the, the leaked emails. Keith Lee did not come up with the Bearcat name. So everyone who said Keith Lee came up with it as a tribute to Bearcat Wright wants you to yeah. donate a dollar to Kofi.com slash PWO123. It's the easiest one, two, three, and you owe us a dollar for being wrong. Yeah, like that's crazy, man. Like, come on, you knew that wasn't him. Um, additionally, like it's like what's her face? Whose name I can't even think of? Who's the superhero now? Nikki, Nikki Ash. Cross. Nikki Ash. Like, um, come on. I don't care how hard she's putting that gimmick over. I still fully expect. You know, when 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 it all comes out in the wash, like of course that one. I'm I'm interested in that one. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Carrying Cross says the helmet was stupid. The whole main roster thing is stupid. He lost. It's, it's like Vince actively wants to torpedo the stars that that Triple H creates. That's been heavily discussed. Uh, but also, before we continue this, hey, if you're someone who told us to, let's watch it play out uh, after Karrion Cross lost to Jeff Hardy in his debut, uh, I'm pretty certain that you owe us a dollar at Kofi.com slash PWO123. It's as easy as 123. Also wrong. Gotta get yeah, that let's see some bucks. I'm just saying, like, um, Additionally, out of this, Keith Lee and Mia Yim, their household currently doesn't have a, an income. Carrying Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux, their household doesn't currently have an income. Uh, God, I swear there was someone else who was cut. I thought there was like three couples in this one. I'm not positive, though. Um, it just, just absolutely nuts. Um, here's, here's the it begs the question, like, who's next? Well, you say that. That's a great segue. According to Dave Meltzer, WWE planned to make about 10 more cuts, but uh, th those people were saved and now are considered on the bubble for the next round. Which um, means they're, it's, which means damage control, and now we're just waiting a little while. Uh, word on it is that these are going to be NXT veterans who are not currently seeing a whole lot of TV time. The two names that were mentioned that I saw primarily were Danny Burch and Timothy Thatcher. Um, guys who are enjoyable in ring and who are who are fun, God, they're going to be so much better outside of the WWE bubble. I was wondering where Timothy Thatcher has been. He hasn't been on TV in so long. And now that uh, they've already brought in Andre Chase, who's essentially doing his whole gimmick of teaching strong style, except and, uh, Andre's uh, teaching... I don't, I don't know. Mild wrestling holds. I don't know. I I haven't really watched NXT since the first night of them switching uh, to two point Yeah, the rebranding because it was awful that first night. The Nickelodeon colors. It uh, like to me, it almost like feels like the WWE is like trolling the pro wrestling community. Like, we can't oh, possibly be more absurd than what you guys think we're going to be. Oh, wait, yes, we can. Here is this. Like, it's just like you said, the Nick, like Nickelodeon NXT, it looks like um, like the Super Bowl coverage they do, where, like, they 
slime the end zones on touchdowns and stuff. Like, it's bad. Um, I, for one, actually enjoyed the Nickelodeon coverage of NFL and laughed a lot during it. Um, not as much laughing in NXT 2.0. I will, we'll have to go into that one a little bit here after we finish this quick conver- well, conversation on releases. Uh, other notes here. Wade Keller was reporting that WWE insiders are saying that Keith Lee had attitude problems backstage. Um, I gotta tell you that this is similar to things that we heard about Bray Wyatt, things that we had heard about Moxley, uh, things that we started hearing about Charlotte. Um, there's one other name here that I'm going to mention that's going to sound very similar to that. Uh, Christina Salen, who was WWE's chief financial financial officer, one of the main presenters for their quarter prior to the Yeah, event, who they had on the call before. Was uh, gone from the company within the next day. Um, within four hours of the call. I, I don't know if she was released at the same time as the talent or if she was fired or, or, or gone by the next morning. There's there's some dispute on times there. Um, I didn't see reports of it until the next day. But also now there are reports that she was not liked backstage as well. Yeah, but the point is, if you know you're getting rid of her, like, why are you waiting? Like, how are you going to let her be, like, the face of WWE during this call and then be like, oh, by the way, like, peace out, cups go. Um, I, I do not understand. Um, but but this trend of, of people leaving who I feel are, are typically related as top stars uh, hit with, oh, they were hard to work with backstage. Yeah, and that, like, from what we've seen with Wyatt, all that equates to is, like, questioning bad booking. And bad booking is what WWE is right now. I mean, it's getting comical. Did you see Big E's tweet? Oh, I did. Uh, I put that in our thing here. So uh, Angel Garza is now just Angel, and Humberto Carrillo is now just Humberto. Uh, and so they put it out there. Yeah, like Big E made a freaking joke about it and tagged Cesaro about, like, getting your name changed. He responded with, welcome to the Brotherhood. Meetings are the third Wednesday of every month. Talk to at DW Cesaro to coordinate what food, beverage we need you to bring. Uh, oh, God. And uh, Mustafa Ali responded with, as a former distinguished guest of honor to said Brotherhood, I can wholeheartedly say you'll enjoy these meetings. They're very short. Like their names. Um, uh, just uh, oh, Drew Gulak says, You guys have a group for this? What snacks are on hand? Ivar and Eric of the Viking Raiders, uh, wondering why they weren't uh, invited. Is Drew Gulak just Gulak now? I'm not sure. I think for a moment he was, but he's also not on TV enough for me to give you an answer. Drew Lack, Drew Lack is Drew Lack is a place, the perfect wrestler. <laughs> um, so, uh, main roster talents that were cut all have 90-day no-competes. They are free to, and clear on February 2nd of 2022. Uh, those under NXT contracts have 30-day non-compete with their contractual freedom coming on December 4th. I'm not sure how many talent from NXT we see pop up, specifically in AEW. I got I mean, this, it. This has not been the level, obviously, of the last couple cuts, but it's just the sure, like, numbers. It's it's seventy one. I mean, there are, there are significant people that got cut. Obviously, like 
Cross and Lee are main main event type of talents. Wherever they go. Right opportunities. Ember Moon is an upper mid-card female wrestler, possibly a main eventer if she's at an impact type of place. You know? Argue she um, could be huge in AEW, as we said earlier. I mean, yeah, that's my personal opinion. Uh, you know, obviously, yeah, you know, AEW could accentuate her strengths. I don't think she's a great talker, um, like I said, but I mean, she's obviously a great worker. And, you know, the ever deepening female division in, the, or, uh, in AEW, you know, would continue to get stronger with her. Um, Nia Jack's probably done, right? I mean, if she's having mental health issues, I can't imagine she's going to come back. I mean, I think she's a WWE person per se. Um, I don't see the appeal. You already have a better version of her on AEW's roster. So... Is there any way she's impact-bound? Would she want to do that is kind of my thing. Um, I guess the question is if she wants to stay in professional wrestling. Does she does she have a desire for it? Because I kind of question. And maybe um, that's fair, but... I, I think she has a love for it. The way that she put her conversation out and her statement out, I do feel like there is love for the I business. Think she, she seemed like she loved being a part of the business. So she loved the business itself. Like, she loved what it meant to be, like, a WWE diva, because that's going back to where they are. But, um, you know, does she, you know, is it, does she love being a part of WWE because she was palling around with her best friend, Alexa Bliss? Or did she love it? because she truly, like, loves wrestling. And my argument there would be that she didn't seem to make any effort to get better and less stiff over her years in WWE. Like, her performance was never great and never improved. So do you love the business? Because you would think you would want to be safer and not hurt people if you loved the business. Um... I'm not sure. I almost wonder if her ceiling was just there. Um, take this for what you will. Uh, John Morrison versus Shelton Benjamin was just taped for main event. Um, as well as, what was the other match here? I'm getting updates here as we go. Austin Theory versus Akira Tozawa. Um, I hate saying this, man, but you almost wonder if Jomo or Akira Tozawa are not too far off on that list. I kind of think Shelton Benjamin might be safe for a bit just because of the stuff with the Hurt Business, but even that's kind of in question, yeah? I can't imagine anybody is safe outside of, like, the 15 or 20, like, essentials they seem to have, which are, you know, Becky Lynch and, and Roman and the Usos, because obviously the Usos aren't going to lose their job no matter how many DUIs in that family seem to happen. Um, I know you're shaking your head on that. That's real. I mean, those guys don't ever seem to be held accountable for those things. And, and WWE has been notorious for that. Like, you know, there's, I mean, and, and these, this part, this stuff's alleged, so I would like to put that out there. But, I mean, there's all kinds of rumors about, uh, you know, Orton having multiple, you know, steroid-related 
positive tests and he should have been let go at, at some point based on what the rules are like there's those rumors are out there um and i definitely think they take care of their own in that regard like you can talk about your wellness policy all you want but like again Usos aren't getting fired no matter how many duis you know took how many did it take for them to move on from jeff hardy and that was because he he literally became like unworkable like he was he, so bad. Like he was such he a detriment. The company before. It That's what I'm saying. But but no no. But he was. It wasn't to the point where it was, you know, Jeff Hardy sting bad. But like oh, yeah. behind, behind the scenes, you know, everybody was talking about it. Like he left the company and they didn't make an attempt to keep him because of how bad behind mm. the scenes it got. You know. Yeah, they, 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 he really just the only reason they protected him again was because, or didn't protect him was because of how, how bad of a work environment it became with him. I I hate to change gears here. I do want to get to uh, the leaked email that we have uh, referring to these cuts. Uh, the company-wide email sent out was from John Laurinaitis, notifying of releases and citing budget cuts as the reason. Um, even though BFAB had been released and it was included in the NXT email, as opposed to the one mentioned in uh, mentioning main roster cuts. Uh, the NXT email included BFAB, Scarlett, Frankie Monet, Ember Moon, Jesse Kamea, Trey Baxter, Oni Lorcan, Jeet Rama, Katrina Cortez, and Zayda Ramir. Uh, Oni Lorcan's name was misspelled. Uh, where they had Oni Lorcan, but instead of a C, they had a K in his last name. Main roster email included Mia Yim, Keith Lee, Eva Marie, Nia Jax, and Lucha House Party. Neither seemed like they included Karrion Cross, which is why this is interesting to me. Um, the email read, due to budget cuts, the Fallen Dirty Talent were released today, November 4th, 2021. Thank you, John Laurinaitis, for the main roster releases. And the NXT email from the Director of Talent Relations read, due to budgetary cuts with the media effect, we've come to terms with the following NXT talent. We wish them, wish these individuals all the best in their future endeavors. Uh, the WWE one seemed way more, uh, whereas NXT kind of had like that, oh, yeah, we wish them the best. This is bad. How do you misspell Oni Lorcan's name on a thing where you fire him? Because you don't care. I mean, that's what it comes down to. They don't um, care. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. I mean, um, they're, so, they're so out of touch with, with just reality right now. It's crazy. It's interesting to me. Uh, I, I really try and pay attention to a lot of what Sean Ross Sapp talks about and gets uh, news-wise because, to me, he's like the most accurate reporter we see. You know, uh, I don't try to get scoops. I just follow them and try and, and, and hear them when they come out. Yeah. Um, Sean Ross Sapp put out there shortly after the Bray Wyatt release was that if he's a reason for budget cuts, no one is safe because he was a top seller at the time of his release. Um, I, I really wonder how much of these are tied to uh, the new direction in which they're going. Um, so we already discussed the men's, but it, it kind of came out on the women's, um, the new direction in hiring women is 25 or younger. Uh, 
WWE mm-hmm. wants talent in their 20s on TV and have focused on bigger, younger people with an athletic background. Um, <laughs> I I gotta tell you, man, it's interesting to me. It sounds an awful lot like going back to 90s, early 2000s Attitude Era Divas. When's Vince bringing back the bra and panties matches? Because that's what it sounds like. We want young women on TV. We want fit girl. Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. What do you want, Vince? Which girl are you going to choose to, like, have an adultery angle with you this time? Jeez, you're not wrong. That's the issue. Is that this isn't yeah. the first time we've gone down this road? It's not the second time. It's brutal. It's absolutely- uh, God, I had something now. It's gone. Um, man, the worst thing in all of this. Oh, actually, uh, the one I think shining spot coming out of NXT 2.0 in this new direction they're going in is Braun Breaker. Rick Steiner's son uh, is over like Rover. Uh, and the only reason I'm saying that is because they, they included him in the UK tours as, uh, as well as Champa. Um, where so they had some, he's going to be main rostered soon. Maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm wondering how much the direction is that it's 60 days moving up. Uh, there was a report that Sean Ross Sapp had put out there that. Uh, there's going to now be about a, a six-month evaluation period for everyone after they're signed. Um, and if there's no improvement, they'll be released. So I haven't seen that reported anywhere else. Um, I've only seen that in the Sean Ross Sapp stream after the cuts. Um, man, that really does make things... Uh, once again, just it, it makes you question signing there. Yeah, I mean, I don't – where's the appeal? I, I guess monetary-wise, I have to say – But will it, will it be? I had, I had a chart here pulled up. So um, it makes I, you wonder, are those 60-day contracts going to include 90-day clauses if you get let go after 60 days? You get two months. You get two months to work, and then you have to go off for three months if they don't retain you. Um, be absurd. All right. So I have the last fifteen years of WWE revenue. They made more this quarter than they had made in the year of twenty six, uh, two thousand six. Seven, eight, nine. I, I mean, this quarter alone outdid years. Uh, someone put it out there that this quarter alone was only, um, w- it was within a hundred million of uh, the budget, the annual budget of WWE or revenue uh, in '97 which was considered one of the hottest years in the business. Yeah, for obvious reasons. Um, I I mean, like, this quarter was within grasp of the entire year of the most, of what was considered the most profitable and and business-heavy year. 
you know um i i really question the motive behind it i genuinely wonder if we are trying to sell um or, or what i i don't i mean i guess you are trying to reduce the amount of people you have on roster i mean you're, you're running repeat matches anyway on your main shows um they've been doing that for 15 years man well i'm aware but in some way shape or form the two guys wrestling at the pay-per-view are going to wrestle or compete or have a confrontation with one another every week until they wrestle. I just, I don't. Rinse, repeat, cash the check. That's what we're doing. And luckily the checks are getting, well, they're not getting smaller, but the viewers are getting smaller. That's good. And there's other options to watch. That's going to be just, here. You know what is the biggest like frustration with all of this news, with all of these releases? That ROH is going under for doing the right thing, and there's not going to be enough places for these guys to land. Spot on. Exactly what I was saying with that. That Ring of Honor wasn't going to be an option, or at least may not be an option. I said, I said in our last show when we talked about this, there's still the possibility of them opening up their doors again following. I believe uh, that. I believe that when I see it. I'm I'm hoping so. I'm genuinely hoping so. I mean, you're dropping the whole roster, Matt. There's no way. Um, I just hope that guys like Vinny end up in or in a AEW. I was saying that uh, the people who are going to be the most telling on what is going on with Ring of Honor signing is Lethal, Gresham, and the Briscoes. If they sign elsewhere, I I don't know if Ring of Honor is going to open back up again. Please, God, Briscoe's to AEW. Um, Moose apparently went into management immediately following the news that Impact needed to sign Jay Lethal and the Briscoes immediately. Man, I want to see the Briscoes and FTR. Um, they are. They they've been putting that stuff out there for a while. That could still happen. Um, man. Let me let me give you a match that you didn't realize that you needed in your life. Jonathan Gresham versus Brian Danielson. <laughs> That'd be cool. Would be an incredible match. Be really, really good. Um all right. I got about one uh really one more thing here before we roll. Uh so I don't know if you saw, but WWE announced their Survivor Series teams over the weekend. Uh, yes, news. Who cares? I just think it's interesting. They're awful. Uh, I mean, like, on paper, the matches should be fun. On paper. No. Let's throw, throw five guys together in the match on each side and, and think we're going to sell. It's awful. <laughs> Go on. Tell the people. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. I'm doing it. Um, so Team Raw is Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, and the Mysterios. And no, no, like, even attempt to, like, to have a cohesive team. Wait. Wait. Because I got more for you here. 
Team SmackDown is Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, Xavier Woods, Sami Zayn, and Happy Corbin. Again, like no rhyme or reason. So, out of everyone on that team, Sami Zayn and Happy Corbin were the only ones on their on their respective teams prior to the draft. Everyone was on a different show about three weeks ago. So stupid. You just understand the point of it. Um, Ricochet has openly come out and was like, what about qualifying matches? What are we doing? Um, I wonder if Ricochet is Ricochet on the bubble. Um, I'm I'm wondering if he's trying to put himself out there like that. hope so. Um, He had a really fun match with with Drew McIntyre on SmackDown. Uh, Good wrestlers had good matches together. Who would have believed it? Cedric Alexander also been pretty vocal and open about a lot of things, so I'm wondering if he's also on the bubble. Why, um, would, why would you want to be there? Um, well, especially when your wife is in AEW. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be that guy where like you got, you want to be where, where your significant other is, but like, kind of. He's not. He's not really getting matches. He he just lost to Keith Lee last like last Monday. Who just, just got future endeavor? So what does that tell you? Sorry, Bearcat, clawing his way onto Raw. Whatever. Um, I hate. I hate that we spent the whole show for the first time. I'm on a show for the first time in months. And we spent the whole time talking about that WWE. I understand the importance, but well, I, I I have a way where I don't know if this is better for you or ending it or not. Um, but I guess why not? Let's do this since you won't be on the prediction show for full gear. As stated, full gear is this weekend, this Saturday. Super fun, huh? Is it lightning round? Lightning round. Um, so I'm going to give you every every match, and then we ask you some questions about it. First match up is Christian Cage and Jurassic Express, which is going to be Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus the Super Click, Adam Cole and the Jacksons, the Young Bucks. Super Click. All right. CM versus Eddie Kingston following that incredible promo they just had on Rampage. It'll be punk. Uh, I love Eddie Kingston. I was saying a couple weeks ago, like, he needs to get that Lifetime Achievement Award World Championship at some point. But, uh, you know, they're going to milk punk for every bit. I got to uh, tell you, a lot of people comparing that promo on Rampage to the Cena punk promo in 2011, where the rules are reversed. A lot of full circle things. It's almost but like good this looking thing. I just have a feeling it's got to be somebody like MJF or Hangman or somebody that's going to get that first round of the CM Punk. I got a couple ideas here. Darby Allen versus MJF. MJF. All right, MJF all right. wins and he becomes the first, uh, well, second guy that Paige gets after the winner of the tournament. I think they're going to hold off on that because I think MJF is the guy who takes the belt off a of page. 
That would be the right thing to do. Um, MJF best in the AEW period. You say he's the best in AEW period? Yep. Whole package is best. Ooh, that's, a, that's a hot one there. Lucha Bros versus FTR for the tag titles. Um, they're for the AEW tag titles, right? Yep. It's not belts for belts, right? Not the moment. That could change on Wednesday. Or for as, long as, it's not, as long as it's not belts for belts, I'm going to stick with Lucha Bros because I think FTR is going to be heading down to Mexico in December. You boys like Mexico. <laughs> I love Super Troopers. Inner circle of Jericho, Hager, Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz versus the men of the year and American top team. That's Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky. American top team will be rep represented by Junior Dos Santos, Andre Orlovsky, and Dan Lambert. Andre Orlovsky, man. Uh, Isn't that what I said? Different. You said Andre Orlovsky. That's what you said. That's what you sound like. <laughs> yeah, I have to imagine Dan Lambert is 100% taking the pin here. The only other thing is possibly shenanigans, so Lambert pits Jericho. I think shenanigans. <laughs> I, I think this is going to be the end of the feud, so that's why Inner Circle goes over. But if they want to continue it, Lambert's going to pin Jericho after well, shenanigans. I, I'm not going to lie. I am weirdly loving all of the stuff with American Top Team and Men of the Year. Uh, and I don't. Lambert's a wrestling guy. Like he, he's he's, he's done this an impact. Yeah, it's good. It's been good stuff. He's the Jim Cornette on AEW. Um, God. Okay, now this is the match that has me going for a loop. Brian Danielson versus Miro. A hundred percent Miro. Yes, I'm so happy. I'm not going to be alone on that one. They wouldn't. They wouldn't put Miro in this match if he wasn't going to win. Mox was always going to win the tournament. If Danielson was going to win, they would have just had Orange Cassidy get a bye to the finals, and they'd have Danielson beat Orange Cassidy. You put Miro in this match because you're trying to set up a top heel to be Paige's first uh, opponent, and they were go getting to heel Mox, and Mox was going to heal it up to beat Danielson. Agreed. Agreed wholeheartedly. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Tay Conti for the AEW Women's World title. Uh, the doctor will continue to be in. Agreed. Uh, and, of course, your main event for the AEW World Championship, champion Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. Hangman's time, man. I mean, That's where this, I'm at. this is incredible long-term booking. You know, there's been rumors that Kenny's needed some time off for a long time. It's it's Adam's time. It's Hangman's time. That's why Super Click's got to go over because we're going to see Kenny get, you know, cut out at some point you know, so he can take some time off. Adam Cole's playing a long con after Adam, or after uh, Kenny killed him. And, and and it's just, it's time. It's Hangman's time, and I can't wait to watch him win the title, and I can't wait to watch his uh his entrance in Virginia 
the dynamite after. Me too. I can't wait to be there live for. I wish I, wish I was going to be there. Still got to buy tickets. I got to stop saying I'm going to be there live until I buy tickets. Uh, I'm not going to be home for it. So, depresso. Absolute depresso. Just a little bit. Um, what match are you most excited for? It's a good question. I mean, obviously, the main event is going to be great. Um, there's so many good matches on the card. It's a stacked card. I'm going to go with Miro and Danielson. Okay. Um, I just I think Miro is still – you're still seeing the true potential of Miro. And I think, I think this is going to be a big win for him. And uh, he's the type of guy that you get that win over Danielson. Like, just like you said, I was saying about Punk, you don't waste – you know, your bullets on guys like that. Like, you know, Punk's got to get got by an MJF type of guy. Uh, you know, the, who they want to elevate into the stratosphere type of thing. I'm there with it. What do you think is going to be the best match? <sighs> Probably a tag team match. That's what I was thinking. I'm I mean, their, their matches have been fantastic. I mean, Lucha Bros are just fantastic. FTR is amazing. Uh, it's just they the things they do to incorporate tradition, but then also like to they buck tradition. Like uh, the kill in the hot tag moment was that was fantastic, amazing. Like they they're just they're so incredible in ring. Psychology is great. Like they just they put on masterpiece shows. The last time they were really like highlighted in a match, them and the Bucks tore the house down. Um, so I think it'll be. I think the tag match is probably going to be match of the night. Um, but I mean, there's there's so many really good matches on the card that could. Really, I mean, Paige, Paige and Omega could freaking tear the house down, and it should. Um. I'm I'm putting this out there in the universe. A lot of people think it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a tag team match of Cody and Pac versus Andrade and Malachi Black. Um I'm taking it a step further. Fatal four way. Our Arn turn is happening no matter what the match is. You think? Who does he turn on him for slash with? Um think you see him turn with FTR working with Andrade. Okay. It'll be the, the Four Horsemen connection. Okay. All right. Rhodes and, four, Rhodes and Four Horsemen can't get along. That's what I've been saying, man. I'm waiting for uh, waiting for the Glock. I mean, they they have forever foreshadowed this from since Arn's son debuted and everything. Like, oh, yeah. Rhodes and Four Horsemen just don't mix. And, like, they've kind of, like, tried to, like, put it out there into the universe while trying to downplay it at the same time. Like, at some point, Arn Anderson's going to be too much of a horseman. I mean, it all, it all makes sense, too, because, like, I don't, and I haven't got to watch full episodes, which is the nature of my job, but, like, have they even addressed the fact that Andrade is the son-in-law of a horseman? 
Uh, they're not. They're, uh, Charlotte and Andrade aren't married yet, but well, they're gonna be. Yeah, they're engaged. Um, um, that, that's the point. Like he's, you know, gonna be a, a the the son of a horseman. You know what I mean? I think it was alluded to when Andrade locked in the figure four on Cody this past. And week. That's what I'm saying. Like I think at some point, you know, we talked about the pinnacle being the new four horsemen. Like maybe it's going to be Andrade that is the guy that does that in the long run. That's valid. That's valid. I'm I'm incredibly curious. Um, Does Brock Anderson switch? For for, for Caballeros? Oh, God. Oh, brother. Well, I got to say, this has been fun. It's been a minute since we've got to do this. Absolutely, man. Good times. Can't wait for you to come home for a little bit. Thanksgiving's coming. I know. And more wrestling to discuss, uh, as well as talking about full gear this weekend. Absolutely. Very, very excited. But with that, guys, it's the end of our show. We've gone here for a little bit here. We're cutting it a little bit shorter uh, just because there's only so much news we're going to get to talk about in this time. Um, uh, so I had to quickly rate the shows for the week. Uh, it's NXT 2.0 is the worst. Raw, SmackDown. Ooh. Crowd uh, rank impact. Impact. Dynamite Rampage, I think. A really interesting Rampage. Rampage was the best show of the week. I think so. I think so. Rampage was really good. That promo between Punk and Johnny uh, Hungy put on Johnny Hungy was a great match. Uh, Even even, uh, Red Velvet had a good match with uh, with the Bunny. Over exceeding expectations. Great hour of wrestling. I was so happy I got to the hotel in New Jersey uh, to watch Rampage Friday night. So there you go. There's my there's my quick ratings of the week. Um, Raw was better than NXT 2.0. Raw had actually some fun matches on it this past week. Um, was real close to being higher than SmackDown, but that SmackDown match between Ricochet and Drew put just this much over for me. There you um, go. Guys, that's been the show. Check out the socials down below. Uh, check out the YouTube page. If you like what we do, support us at ko-fi.com slash PWO123. It's as easy as 123 for the small price of a cup of coffee. You help us put on these incredible shows and go on all these incredible trips. With that being said, guys, I must bid you all adieu. It's been a wonderful week uh, of wrestling. I look forward to another good one. Hopefully, uh, Raw is delivering as we speak. I hope you all have a safe week, and we'll see you all back here later, probably for prediction shows. So with that, goodbye and good night. Bang.